Bond with the one, the only, one of the baddest motherfuckers out there, Seth Caven. <laughs> Shout out to but Seth. It, but it was, it was like, you know, any, any Seth Brown, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I love this, this, and he just put that head right in my face. And we talked about that and that's what you have to do. So props to him. Absolutely. But I love that energy. Man, just it's that. just, this is again why I think, it's funny, this isn't really a jujitsu podcast, but I don't, we always talk about it because it's such a good corollary for so many other things, I feel like. And it fits that need for that, like just that ancient need to fight and engage in combat mm-hmm. and get that, that aggressive physical energy out in a healthy way. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it can be me and another damn near 40 something guy and it's like we'll just have that round where it's like we're fighting for a world championship and sometimes i wish i could channel that in like an actual competition because it, it sometimes it doesn't feel like it's there but you just get that like that energy and then it gets out and you get done and you're like man i don't know what we were doing but i feel great now even though we were there just trying to absolutely murder each other but it's great sometimes there's a lot to be said with that stuff yeah. even even in exercise, right? Sometimes and, uh, you got to just go put it out there. You do. We try to talk about slowing people down, but we've both kind of learned and, and figured out the dosage that we can do those nights on the mats, like you're talking about. Like, you know, they're special now to be able to like leave it all out there completely. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of like when we we talk about this stuff in the gym, It's it's the same way. It's like, spend most of the time trying to tell you to slow down because then I want you to understand that when you can go, let it be that time. Like when you, you know, bring it where you need to slow down and recover afterwards. That's, uh, that's true intensity. I, I made a post about that this week. I've been trying to pop out a little post here and there. And uh, that the lack of intensity in people, like, I mean this, no disrespect, but I, as watching people train, the majority of people do not get competent enough with an exercise and not just their physical ability to do it, but their mental ability of understanding the exercise and understanding like how to do it and how good they are, you know? Um, so it's, it's just weird. Like, I don't think people really understand like what, pushing the envelope and feeling what true intensity is, you know? And it's that set where I watch too much exercise. Let me backtrack. I watch too much exercise where it's like, you know, do a set of 10 on these dumbbell bench presses. And even if I say go heavy, you know, somebody, they're still just like, man, God, if I can show you how to root those feet in the ground, squeeze those dumbbells tighter with your hands, squeeze your butt cheeks, brace those ribs down, contract the abs, you know, push through the floor. That set of 10 leaves you gassed and leaves you, you know, asking for rest. And that, that was in like my post was something that's like, what have I noticed trends that are recent and nobody rests like getting somebody to rest for like two or three minutes feels like an eternity in a workout. When, if you look at all science, <laughs> it's, couple of minutes between sets and strength is always there sometimes up to three to five minutes and i'm just talking 
120 seconds, mm-hmm. you know? But again, this goes much deeper back into that total psychological thing of where we feel what work we're actually doing compared to like, you know, feelings, emotions, uh, output versus like actual physiological like work to the system. Is that, I, that, you know, I feel like there's obviously in the last handful of years been sort of a, a shift or an infatuation in some way with like the interval, like high intensity interval training, obviously CrossFit and again, no disrespect to, to, to CrossFit. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. a perfectly valid way to do so many things and has done a lot of good for a lot of people. Um, things like orange theory where it's so much more targeted towards, um, that, I don't know. They're, they're trying to create intensity. That's not necessarily though, like the strength oriented, like you're talking about where like, I'm, I'm going to go in and put full intensity into this set. And then I got to take mm-hmm. three minutes to rest. And yeah. then, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Like, where did that come from? If, because it's is against sort of conventional strength training wisdom. I think people are just going, we start to realize that if we're active and we're just doing stuff like change, change happens. So, you know, when we're going, we get in these gyms and we just try to like do more work, exert more effort, burn more calories. Like these are all kind of where our focus is instead of like, you know, literally kind of uh, handling everything, like organizing everything together and really understanding how everything plays in relation to one another. Um, So what I mean is, this goes back to my post, like think about and I was one of these people I've been there before where I've been a little bit kind of like psychotic about burning calories in the gym and wanting to, you know, definitely have workouts that, you know, we're going to burn a hell of a lot more calories and stuff. And then, and people think about that way too much instead of where I talked about in this post was like looking at it a different way, like understanding scientifically what happens with, with the neat the, the non-exercise, you know, thermogenesis. So your activity just throughout the day of what you're doing and how many calories it actually burns is the majority of the calories that we burn come from us just living and being active. Like, so there goes the play aspect that we always talk about to be healthy. If, if you are just trying to feel good and move all the time and do fun things that you enjoy, you are going to be super active and you're, your non-energy, you know, activity thermogenesis, your NEAT is going to be through the roof and you're going to burn a tremendous amount of calories. Now, if you're not as active throughout the day and you're just channeling this mindset to go in the gym and destroy yourself to burn 800, 1200 calories in that hour, it's like, cool. You know, the gym is made to create stimulus, stimulus that makes the body have to adapt and change. We got a, a little dog that wants to join in on the podcast, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. It's just background noise. It's no, all good. Yeah, but like, so energy, what was I saying there? Energy, like looking at the gym. So you're in the gym, you're trying to burn all these calories, and that's like gives you a boat of confidence. Like I burn like a thousand calories in the gym. Instead of looking at like, let me go into the gym and let me create a a metabolic or some type of stimulus on the body. 
So the gym has a reason. We go in there and we get done what we need that's necessary. And then we get out and we live our life where we automatically burn the majority of our calories. That took me a long time to like really understand. It's like, okay, like even if I'm training super, super hard in the gym, I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's more, what's really burning the most calories is the stimulus that I'm doing in the gym that's upping, let's say metabolism, you know, for 48, 72 hours after training because it was very, powerful and has hormonal type effects, right? Literally hormonal effects. Now, just going in there and burning calories and stuff, cool. I could burn a thousand calories in that hour. Like getting on a bike and just hammering it for You're not going to have the hormonal effects that the body has to adapt to for greater periods of time. You know, so they always talk about how you get done with a really good strength session that you'll burn more calories on the hour for, you know, a day or 12, 14 hours or two, you know, 72 hours, whatever they want to say. That kind of stuff doesn't happen when we just go do like regular steady state cardio and stuff like that. It's calorie burned, but there's not this additional type of equation of a formula of magic, you mm-hmm. know? So we're kind of backwards in a lot of these things, especially with our thinking. If we, if we treated the gym and this is where we go back to jujitsu, like how do you actually become a black belt? You, you go a long time and then you start to learn like, Oh, I got to actually just like really get better at this stuff. It's not about the, the fight. It's about like understanding and getting better at all this. So then the work in and on the mats has an outcome, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in the gym, if we started treating exercise and really paying attention and treating the gym, not just as like, and it's, this is where it gets, it gets tough because we want to have fun and stuff, but I'm saying like, you really just got to understand to get the most out of your sessions and what that's doing for you down the line or like, you know, for hours to come and then go about being active through your day. And now you're going to burn, you know, shitloads more calories. Yeah. It's just a, I don't know, it's, a, it's an ass backwards type approach that we're in, but everything related to fitness is seemingly psychological now. Like every, like it depends, the context thing is all psychological. Like that's where the answers, you know, are coming from. So it's, I don't know, it's an interesting stuff. It is. And it, I guess it kind of makes me think that, like I said, that if you want to get better at jujitsu, you show up to class, you put your time in there, but you have to also think about what goes on the rest of the time. Are you doing anything right. to get better outside of that? And, and that just goes to like, what am I doing to become technically more proficient? How am I getting better? And that goes beyond just treating the gym. Like, okay, I just got to show up and just go hammer it for an hour. And then I go home and like, I check that off my list, yeah. but there's all that other stuff that goes along with it. And like, am I, trying to understand how to be better and get better and all those kinds of things yeah. um, along the way, which is obviously. Well, and there's hard. all these programs out there and in, in businesses that are pumping this sort of stuff down us. Like, you know, there's the orange theories, the, the new one around here, the F 45, which yeah. is talking about like functional fitness, 45 minute high intense workouts. And you'll burn this many calories an hour. And that gets people think, Oh, I'm going to lose Oh, I understand math. Like, so it's like, no, you don't understand shit. They're lying to you. Right. Like they're lying to you. They don't know you. So they can't tell you how many calories you're going to burn. They also 
like, cool, you burn 800 calories in just this little mindless circus circuit training that is not going to, it has no progression. Like you're not actually applying like exactly what we talked about last time, progressive overload and like real reasons that's sustainable over time. These are not people that are really trying to get you to have hormonal adaptations with your body through appropriate training. They're just trying to make a jump up and down, make a jump on the floor, jump back up, run over here, grab that, do that there, like do this, have fun, bring friends. And a lot, see, that's where it's all psychological. You, you, you love it. You want to do it and stuff, but then you can't figure out why you're never like truly reaching your goals because you're working out or you're lifting weights. That's, that's what you're calling those things. But unless you truly lift weights and really learn how to lift weights and honor lifting weights correctly even there's a lot of variables there then you don't like you can't you don't know what it's like you don't know what it can do to your body you don't know what appropriate proper resistance training can not only do for your body but do for your your the inside of your body as well as the outside body it's ridiculous but what is appropriate resistance training like I, I know the majority of people probably, if they're listening at all, they're thinking bodybuilding. And it couldn't be further from the truth, but it could be. The, you know, there's intelligent bodybuilders. There's been intelligent CrossFitters. There's intelligent, you know, um, body weight exercises. Whatever it is, there's intelligent people in these niches, and it's somewhere in the middle. Like, it, a little bit of everything kind of comes in there, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, there's no yoga and weight training. Well, I mean... There's some fucking dynamic warm-ups and some movement preps and that most lifters and athletes do that could be yoga-based. So, like, there's a little bit of everything everywhere. And um, it's, I guess, the, I guess the hard part is finding the right person that's influencing you to the right things. Because that's really what it's come to is people aren't, going back and looking through books like we're not going back as as people today saying society like we don't read as much and like to to get a textbook written on strength training and get this person's opinion through like really reading a book now we like to find people that you know interest us or influence us in some way and what do they do who do they follow you know what you know what what pages are they following let's start trying to do this and they just follow their message. And that's, that's how, I guess that's how it is today. But it's really, it's hard. Because you just don't know where they're guiding you. Mm-hmm. And they don't know where they're guiding you. They don't know you. So it's not even a knock on them. They could be somebody that might say, hey, yo, I'm really glad you follow me. I'm really glad you're interested in all this kind of stuff. But like now that I've gotten to know you a little bit, man, I think you should really try this. Yeah. You know? And that's... You you have to be careful about that, like confirmation bias, where there's something that you that you're interested in, and so you go and you find the things that support that belief. Mm-hmm. And so, because at this point, there's somebody out there that will confirm your belief in anything. Yeah. Um, case uh, in point, we were gonna man. we were gonna talk about somebody today. Yeah. <laughs> because I I, I started uh, following this guy because I just was I was just fascinated, just fascinated. Um, Carnivore MD on Instagram, Paul Saladino. Is that right? Yes. And uh, it was, it was interesting. Again, I just was intrigued and interested and I get how 
um, you know, you can kind of fall into some of these things uh, for sure. But interesting guy. So his whole deal here is an animal based diet is what he says. And so as I've watched, um, I think I've gotten a little bit of a handle on what he talks about. And this is not truly just a meat only diet, right? Cause there's that, there's, there's those people that will just, they eat nothing but animal meat and that's it. But right. his is a little bit different. So what's, what's different than, uh, than the paleo diet? Let me think about this. Oh, I mean, some could say raw, the raw dairy, but then I could also say, do a quick Google search. And what you'll find is where all these adapt to. We had paleo diet and then all the CrossFitters, literally probably started running out of glycogen and then they were like wait wait a minute we got paleo plus starch you know that's where we throw in that white rice and those tubers you know for the glycogen to support and rightfully so so people just got smart and they started and then there was paleo plus dairy there's even been that little little notion out there and that was just like no some people can tolerate dairy and if they're getting like raw dairy we can add that in to the paleo diet so we've just keep making up names for these sort of things and then now we're at the carnivore diet and then they knew these guys knew that they can't promote just the carnivore diet because they'll lose a massive amount of people. Because nobody's going to just so go then eat meat. Part only. of them do this animal-based diet, which is, I, I believe in it. Like I, but I believe in the real foods that make up the animal-based diet. You know, and I believe that there's some bullshit that they say shouldn't be that they talk shit on. The carnivore MD talk shit on. That is probably changed somebody's life on this earth. Help them lose weight. They feel better. Like for you guys, even think about this. Do you? How many people do you guys out there know that are really severely getting fucked up from kale and broccoli? <laughs> like I, I mean, and it, just like what I was telling you like, just a minute ago when we were talking about this, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like I'm sure that there are people out there with conditions. And or if it's not a condition, it is a rare, unique thing that you have that through defense mechanisms of these plants and stuff, of course, everything has these things that are protecting itself because these are the beautiful things that are all from the earth, right? Real food doesn't mean every single thing of real food is going to work for everybody. There are cultures that thrive on all sorts of different types and ratios of real food. And for life expectancy and blood pressure and all that kind of shit, look around. Like there are cultures that we're all kind of in the same boat here. We're all on the same planet of real shit. So I, I don't know. I just don't understand like why we are trying to scare people away from. I mean, I know why we're doing that, and you guys know why we're doing that because that's financial gain. But at the end of the, the other side of that, it's like we really can't attack like real foods. We need to educate people. And I think the total, but fuck, if he educated on all these, all right. So <laughs> let's look at it. I do. If people can't sell, we've hit a trigger point for, for Luke. But I mean, let's but look at it. I, I do want to back up and like <laughs> yeah. touch base real quick on what it is that he's saying. Cause we kind of oh. skipped over that a little bit for yeah. those that maybe don't know. So his whole deal is meat, right? So carnivore. Mm -hmm. So primarily meat. We put, grass-fed butter or tallow on the meat is what 
happens. Um, some like raw egg yolk raw goes dairy. on stuff. Raw dairy is acceptable in his stuff. Raw dairy and then fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but not seeds of fruit and not certain kinds of fruit, but like papaya, it's always papaya and pineapple and some stuff like that mm-hmm. that goes in there. And then, which I don't really understand where this came, comes from, but honey and maple syrup go into that as well. And that's pretty much what he says that he eats. That's, that's right. it. But it's not even just that of, of this is what I think is the healthy right way to eat, but man, super vilification of vegetables. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally wears a shirt that says like kale is bullshit, um, but kale and onions and carrots. And I mean, all these vegetables yeah. saying that, these are harmful to the body. I mean, saying that these are hurting us yeah. because these are the parts of the plants that have defense mechanisms to them. And so that's harming our body. So, I mean, it's truly not just saying, I think this is how we should be eating, but it's like vilifying vegetables, which is a little, so that's sort of the context of like where we're at with this guy. So things can, I'm sure let's let's say everything can let's say everything can be harmful because of, of it can. So to vilify these foods like makes no sense because all he's done is find an elimination diet of real food that works for him. His business partner has found an elimination diet of real food that works for him and has some slight differences. They went into business together. They're making money together. Like, they both believe in each other's shit, even though they have slight differences. Like, you already got to look at that. So now what's the difference between another person who goes and finds some sort of an elimination, I keep calling them elimination diets because it's like, hey, I'm going to take all that other shit that doesn't make me feel good out, and I like to stick with these foods, and I feel optimal. And, by, oh, by the way, they're real foods. Well, you can look at another extreme like Tom Brady, who actually doesn't eat like he's vegan, I think, or vegetarian. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he eats some fish and some eggs of and stuff, but I don't even know. He, but there, I used to really be into cycling. There was a professional cyclist, Dave Zabriskie, like Tour de France mm-hmm. cyclist, highest level of the game. And mm-hmm. he was vegan, except, except during the races, he would eat some fish. And that was about, so like you can find these outliers, right? That yeah. will say, well, this is the healthy way to eat or whatever. But like to definitively say that, well, this person who doesn't eat meat, I mean, now they do make the point that of course, I think a lot of people that eat those kinds of diets tend to probably don't get enough, there's, service, but I don't know. There's, there's, there's like I said, there's a right way and the wrong way. There's validity in a lot of his claims, but there is validity then in everyone's claim about certain foods almost, you know what I mean? So there are some people that could negatively point science in their direction about a lot of the things that he likes and they could still be on this earth, changing lives, helping people get out of this, you know, diseases and obesity and stuff with things like kale, like that's the hard part. And so then are you going to say like, well, they did a pretty good job all the way down, but that kale is still fucking them up from the inside. And it's like, well, I mean, the real thing we need to talk about first is how we've been lied to about, you know, what food is 
and we are being lied to on commercials and by corporations and everybody. Our food pyramid is a joke. Our disease, diabetes, and all this stuff, and how much money diabetes is, you know, costing us every year. Um, the obesity rate with children, the obesity rate, even as Paul Saladino and all these guys are changing the world. But none of that obesity rate and all these diseases are stemming from in the shit he's talking about. Right. It's, Nobody's getting obese eating carrots. Nobody's dying. They from might not be as optimal broccoli. as they could be, but let's have that conversation when you got your shit together and you're figuring out the carrots are fucking you up. You can't have that conversation until you are a real food eater and you are an active, semi-healthy person who's on the verge of finding optimal biohacking to make you even greater health. But none of this solves any actual problem. Like obesity-wise, disease-wise, any of that. Like that stuff is a fucked up society of all sorts of things. You know, think about what your our kids are getting exposed to at schools and how much chemicals and things we're putting into everything now and everything's a package and the majority of people like the majority of people just do not eat home cooked meals, even home cooked like <laughs> like not greatest meals. Like it just it's crazy, man. And so then you and, get these And that's like ever. It's like not even 10% of the time. Right. I mean, it's just nothing but. So, you know, you could take a lot of these foods that he demonizes and you could put somebody who's overweight and has metabolic disease or, you know, dysfunction. And we could get, you can probably get results. Great life changing results. It, not to say that some of that couldn't be valid if we get them to that point to maybe be able to change something, but that's like few and far between like what are we actually talking about here like why what is the purpose of like fighting some of these foods is it are you fighting against the vegans that's a different fight mm -hmm. like you know like that that's an entirely different fight and but this i don't know like looking at this instagram the last six posts don't eat these roots don't give your kids toothpaste these vegetables are hurting you Avoid all types of seeds. Are beans BS? How to treat inflammation. Like, you know, okay, so again, it's another one of those guys that has it completely figured out, and we should just listen to everything they say, and the world would be a better place because, you know, I don't know, man. I've been doing this. I'm not like some clinic, clinician or fucking crazy nutritionist or anything like that, but I still have yet to find that many people who are truly fucked up on any of these things. I have found plenty of people that might have to switch certain types of vegetables from gas and digestion, you know, all those sort of things. And of course there are people with autoimmune diseases that I know that have to stay away from certain things and there's conditions and there are things, but you know, I don't know. It's just not my jam to run around and try to like first, if you guys are overweight and your life sucks, and you have no energy, and you hate the way you look, I, dude, start eating some broccoli. Like, I hope you eat, I hope you get away from the shit you're eating and start getting to uh, those roots, those seeds, those beans, <laughs> and those vegetables that you shouldn't be eating because they're probably going to be better for you than what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what we keep on forgetting about. 
if we get down to this point where those things are the, the serious thing to your ailment, then like, let's figure that shit out. But the majority of people in this world don't have to worry about that stuff. They need to worry about the bullshit actions they're taking on a daily basis and what they're shoving in their mouth. Like we have control and we can take control. And I don't know, man, it's, it's interesting. It's, you know what I'm saying? I knew, I knew it would, I knew it would get you fired up. Well, well and, the, and the thing that, that, that bothers me is that if you've got somebody who is currently not eating a health, like even 50% of the time, they're just, they're not eating healthy meals at all. And they say, okay, well, I want to make a switch. I'm going to, I'm going to start eating healthier. And then they come across this and now they get scared of certain things because they've got a guy who is a medical doctor, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out here telling you that, oh, don't put that onion in your whatever because it's harming you. Don't eat that leafy green because it's harming you. Mm-hmm. Don't eat carrots because they're hurting you. And like now you've done more damage because that's somebody who wants to go from a really, really poor diet to something better, but you're scaring them away from taking that step because the, the reality is like, who's going to go to the extreme of doing what he does where you're eating meat, some fruits, and some raw based, some, some dairy. And that's it. Like 99.99% of people aren't going to, are some people going to do that? Yes. And those are the people who probably are already eating a very healthy diet and they're going to go to a little bit more of an extreme and they're going to do that. And are they going to thrive on that diet? Quite possibly. Yes. I mean, does it have everything that you need in there from a nutritional standpoint? Yeah. You're going to get a lot of protein. It's probably great. It's probably a very... You heard me several times. I actually stand behind the animal-based thing. If I had to put my hand behind something, you give me meat, fruit, a little, little sweetness from some honey, and uh, some uh, raw dairy in the form of like yogurts and like real milk, I'm, that's, I, that's my diet. That's yeah. It's like literally my diet. Yeah. And that's, right? that's, I eat the same, I eat basically the same way he does. That's great. And but I'm again, just as dedicated as he is, that's going to be the 0.01% <laughs> of people and the rest of it, like, I'm never going to eat that way. Right. But when it causes, so you can't be healthy. Right. And then it causes, well, you can, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, you're hurting. No, because I can take the supplements and that will fix it. Oh, man, man. Right. But then it makes me feel bad because I had broccoli in my lunch today, right? Or whatever, right? It just makes me think, oh, well, I can't eat that. And so now like everything is questioning and and I feel bad about how I'm eating because I can't go that far. And maybe I'll eat one meal like that and then I won't for three weeks and then I'm just back to where and I look was. At the, look at the science and the people behind. Now, it's not like I've gone and read a million studies of this, but I'm saying like, look at all the medical doctors and the like nutritionists and things like that, that will be behind the don't eat too much fruit, eat more complex carbohydrates, that fructose and stuff in the fruit. Like then you go down that world. If that was what was feeding into your Instagram and shit all the time, you're going to find, you know, fructose F off MD, you know, (laughs) fructose is terrible for you. And it's out there. Just like I was joking around about all of yeah. our fitness people now. Now we got like, I, I, I don't need, I need to pick right now. Like, cause it's going to get taken. Like barefoot is taken, you know, knees over toes, the knee guys taken. Uh, shoulders has definitely been taken for a long time somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take like fucking elbows. And there I'm just going to be like the elbow guy. The elbow guy. 
Yeah. Actually, I think I saw an elbow guy the other day. So, and then I'll just go through the basic <laughs> things that like all physical therapists and stuff do for, with elbows. And then, but I'm going to be like the, the Instagram resident, good looking like elbow guy. It's, it's going to work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it is funny, man, because it's just, it's just a weird, and I don't know. I get worked up on that because I'm like, what are we, what are we solving? We're not doing, we're going to argue, and that's fun, and we're going to do it at the same table while we're all pretty much kind of feeding off the same real foods. I'm just not, you, you, I might have a little broccoli, you might not, yeah. you know, but we're not changing the lives that actually need to be changed. We're not changing, we're definitely not changing shit like in school systems and stuff, because if we start throwing like that many variables in, like the kids don't need the toxins that are coming from the kale eliminate kale from schools you know like it like no right now we don't need to fight that battle it's not the battle we need to fight we need to fight the other battle that like this extreme stuff is what garners attention and you've found ways to be extreme and your voice and what you're presenting and it gets, it, it does, man. I, I watch it like we do. More power to you is an absolute great platform. Mm-hmm. The, the content is good. Um, the videos, the lighting, the, everything, it's well done, but it's still a little bitch made thing. You know what I mean? It's still like this little hiding behind here so we can sell a shitload of supplements, which is entrepreneurship at its finest. But I'm talking with passion to actually help people. Mm hmm. We're talking about people who are trying to get more followers, to get more buzz, and use extreme tactics to get more attention and all the above. And the funny thing with him is, as I told you, he's business partners with the Liver King. So Heart and Soil is the uh, stuff that is um, with Carnivore MD, Mm -hmm. but the ancestral supplements is a liver king and they're both behind that shit. They're both on, people have already busted this stuff out. So it's really funny because everybody, not everybody, but a bunch of very, very credible people in the fitness industry have already like outed this shit. Like this is so stupid. So it's the majority of people listening and following it that buy into this stuff. And everybody jokes around, always tells me, why do you get so worked up about the liver king? It's like, I'm really not worked up. I want to say it again. A fan, absolute fantastic marketing. It's amazing. Like the entrepreneurship that is going on, and I bet you the amount of money they're making is freaking killer. Like I, it's got to yeah. be awesome. And I would love to be involved in something like that in some sort of capacity where I wouldn't be selling myself out. You know what I mean? But, you know, Part of that movie is a little shit talk, is a little talking on broccoli, is a little talking on the primals who are not strong enough to defend their house. And so it's just funny because it's like, then then let's talk about it. But you don't, you know, you'll only talk about it on like a show that's going to get you millions of more followers. Like, I know, I don't like, I don't come up on their radar that much, but Liver Kings talk shit and he is promoting excessive working out like excessive Mm -hmm. it's not how people are going to live their life and if you really go read you know science and textbooks and stuff it's not that's not validated like people having family fun 
tribe, events, things you go do, other hobbies and stuff. It's not just about doing dumbbell fucking bench press in your driveway every single day in the name of like hardship. Like this stuff is now where it does piss me off is because a lot of people I know who have been around me for 10, 15 years, even like really last five years, whatever. It's like, I have to like re instill that they can trust me. Like you don't have to go buy all these supplements. Like you're fine with just eating real food. Like they, these guys become powerful. Absolutely. And, and they start running shit and they get on bigger platforms and it's just, it's, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. But well, and again, part of that is that there is a lot of truth in what they say about Mm -hmm. certain things, right? Like what he's again, the way that he eats is not an unhealthy way to eat the, he goes into the grocery stores and he pulls up these things and says, look what's in this stuff. This is not good for you. He's right about that. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of truth in there, but then you take certain things to a point where it is, I think being harmful in many respects. I think that's what kind of the most people to the people who are really like that are really looking for answers. Yeah. Yeah. It can, it can be, it can be harmful because it's, it's again, it's the smart, I don't want to say smart people, but smart people like in the sense of uh, that are, there are, there are certain people who are going to like take this and then go investigate and they can figure that stuff out on their own. And there are a lot of people who just heard so much shit that they're just finally like, this is what they want to, you know, adopt. And it's just a weird thing because then it trickles down in all these levels. It creates like coaches. Mm -hmm. And now we have, you know, kettlebell only coaches body weight only coaches everywhere carnivore coaches but this is this is marketing this is what they they say niche down right mm-hmm. this is what you're supposed is, to yeah, do 100%. i mean that's that's what every marketing textbook tells you to mm-hmm. do niche down you got to find the thing that fits within this area that other people maybe aren't touching because mm-hmm. otherwise if you're just a general everything you you're you are lost among that yeah. noise because this is the thing is that people have to to sell the thing whatever it is that you're selling to make the money on this scale to like mm-hmm. hit scale like they are it's a you have to go down to such a niche that that that's just that's just how you get that penetration out into the market because other people aren't doing this um i've got the 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 answer here's what it is. And you're hitting this specific target market that they can get into. So, I mean, it's just, it is classic, classic marketing. Like you're just trying to find that niche and that's what they're doing. Now, is it, is that always, again, I think you can use your powers for good or evil. And there's a little bit of both. You painted that perfect. And that's, that is exactly, it's, it's what it should be. Now, the problem I think lies in the fact that nobody builds an educational base to then funnel down into their their niche. Now, when we now we just jump on and we just get our certification in this or that, and it just becomes that person, and they're really just a watered down like they have no real experience. They haven't had experience in other sides of the stuff as well, and start to really have a journey. Now there are some for sure, like uh, there's OGs and everything. But um, yeah, I think that's the, it's true because that is exactly what they're supposed to do. And you're 100% right. When you <laughs> sign up for business health, they're like, who's your target audience? What are you doing? I mean, you're, you're 100% right. But then it's like, how many of them are just, 
but then it's weird, man. Then that's where you can't get mad because I was a young trainer too at one time. And I had to, 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 I hate using the word lie, but there's no doubt about it. Like we wanted to prove ourselves. We wanted, I can get you in shape. I can help you lose weight. I can help you gain muscle. I can help that shoulder not hurt. I want to be the one that solves the problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it just takes maturity to get to a level to then understand how you want to deliver your message to the niche. So I don't know. Everybody's got the platform, and I think I actually enjoy everybody's stuff. And um, I really like following even Liver King and stuff and following all this stuff. It's, it's just funny. And I like trolling only on one person and I really don't troll at all, but I'm trolling the liver King because I really do. I really want this grappling match. I, I, I really want this grappling. match. I think he's full of shit. I think he is a full of shit. And if he's not, then he smashes me like he says he would. And then could you imagine how godly that would be on content wise? It would be great content if he smashed the shit and choked me or something. This challenger comes and look at me just smash him. Right? Pretty funny. That's what people do. That's what Joe Rogan did. You remember that? When it was like on the MySpace guy, he was like chirping at him. He was like, yeah. I'll kick your ass. I can choke you out or whatever. And Joe's like, okay, come up. Come to the academy. <laughs> come to it. And Joe just beat, choked the shit out of him over and over. I mean, the real OGs will do that. Yeah. And... I don't know, man. I think it's kind of some bullshit. I think the Liver King is, as we know, hiring people, has little actors and stuff. He uses one of Travis Took's black belt to make a jujitsu video early on, then talk shit early on, asking people, you know, if you got a problem, speak up. You want some of this, speak up. And then when you raise your hand, now you're just one of 1.5 million hands in a fast amount of time. But I'm sure, I'm pretty positive I'm going to be able to get some, I got some good connections. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to work these like, with, with like flow grappling and with the Paul brothers. You know, you we're going to get happen. something going to make this. I just got to get the heat hard enough on his side. Because yeah. if the heat gets hard enough on his side, then it's like this internet. It's Instagram. Like <laughs> now, the wave turned. You got to answer at least. But it, uh, it is funny the amount of the trolling has like opened up a, a world of all these people who talk shit to me. And so now it's like I've never had that before, and I've never like oh you hear about it and you see you know how these people just say all these terrible things, and it's funny because like people just talk shit about my fitness. And then I'm just like, man, I guess like on camera and stuff, I don't look like jacked up and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's not that anymore. But then I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, how many fucking people out there have ran a sub three marathon and deadlifted three times their body weight? Also tamed the beast in the in strong first. Uh, you know, I've done stepped in to a boxing ring a few times. I've competed at the highest level of my belt in jujitsu, second at the world champ- the Masters World Championships. Like I've been a nomad that's done all this stuff, and it's like you motherfuckers don't know why I'm talking <laughs> shit. Like I will smash the Liver King in fitness too, like hands down. So we can do it all, and I also think I can out eat him, but I don't want to see. This is where I know, and I'm going to put it out there right now. If I start going down that road. 
I don't want to eat this raw shit. <laughs> but I know that like if I get the challenge, I'm prepared to do what I have you to do. You got to do it. Oh, I can't. You know, like, but I don't want to go down that road. But I think I could out eat him. I think I could outlift him. And I think I could out capacity, capacity him through training all day. And then I'll choke the shit out of him. I guarantee <laughs> I stand behind it. I'm with you. I'm on I'm on team green strength, you know that. Dude, we're gonna make it we're gonna make it happen. I can't wait for it. I got I got some connections. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be amazing. Um one other question I wanted to ask you. What is your thoughts and what's with these new kids in jujitsu? Like what just happened to Gary Tonin to get choked out? In two minutes. Wow. I so yeah, I mean, this new, it's funny because, so, you know, I've not been training forever, but seven years ago, started training jujitsu. And I feel like a lot of the younger guys, there was like the popular way to like win tournaments was like, they do a lot of like 50-50 gamesmanship with the points was like really popular at that time. And the kid, like the kids were talking about like the Rotolos and even like the Tackets and Hell, Victor Hugo. Like these were children at the time, right? These were these were like yeah, these were like actual children. Like we're talking not even teenagers. Now fast forward, or maybe they were young teenagers. Now we're fast forwarding, and they're they're adults now, but they're still still kids, right? We get to be the old men on get off my lawn, uh, but now they're young, and it's it's different, man. Like they have grown up in the fire of training jujitsu from very young ages and they are so well-rounded they do everything they they have a complete game they are aggressive they are pliable young fun to watch it's not boring it is just go for it. and like shout out to gary tony because like he's got that style right super aggressive super dynamic he's awesome. of fun to watch it's one of my favorite grapplers of all time oh absolutely yeah. like g- i would challenge you to find too many boring Gary Tonin matches of yeah. jiu-jitsu. But then you have this match of him versus Ty Rotolo and the new generation who's, what is he, is he 20? I, maybe, maybe, I think 20, you know, they're right around that yeah. age. And for him to just come out and toss him, because I saw the full clip there where he like, he just threw him on the ground, came on top and just came through and and, and passed his guard. I mean, I... I think it's These really kids cool, are man. Crazy. I think it's and and I'm looking at it deeper than just jujitsu. I think it's interesting to see this is our society who's been kind of we've it's been kind of weird. Like our sports are our sports, and, and nothing's become more popular and and stuff. But jujitsu to make its way into the United States, it's kind of weird because it's still such a small little sport that. It's not like football and basketball and baseball. Like the majority of these kids aren't literally like in school and playing with their friends and doing this. All of a sudden it becomes a very good lesson for even us older people of what passion and dedication and extreme ownership towards a goal can do. And the only way in a combative sport to to be the best is to be 100% in. And I think that's a beautiful way it shows you like 
in that's another thing like we talked about last week like in life that's a way it shows you of like okay i see the recipe on the wall i've seen it with lovato and shanji at the, at the highest level the ogs and now we're seeing it as the young guys who've been inspired by those guys who are like this is what i want with my life i mm-hmm. like this is going to be jujitsu is my life and all of a sudden it's cool to watch you know of course we want to watch jujitsu but it's cool to watch passion and people give up so much for something bigger and i think a lot of people i've had this conversation where people are like well yeah but kids need to go to school and stuff and it's like you know what this route have you watched what people can create with the building their own academies and stuff like that over time like what victor is now going to open his spot absolutely you know it's like man this is an education that that few can get absolutely and and it opens out that that american dream right of start your own business be Great successful like that's a different education in its own kind and like yeah. that's not for everybody but for for some people it is and for them they get to be tremendously successful and be very good at what they do and i just i think it's awesome it makes me excited to like see the growth in jujitsu like because they're doing these things in promotions where they're combining mma and grappling into the same like it's growing i mean it's growing and it's becoming a viable option for people where i mean you know you talk to to professor lovato and and shanji in these early days like there weren't places to make money like to make a career out of it was and, and people didn't know what it was so even to have an academy like people didn't really know what it was and now there's just so many more opportunities for people yeah. to like really make a career out of it and it's grown so much and i mean we just see how much our academy's grown over over the years that we've been there. And I just think that's really cool. And to see how it's evolving in a way that is more, it's exciting. It's fun to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, to see that they're, they're approaching it from the standpoint of, I want to be a complete martial artist and and grappler here and, and put on a show. Like, I love that we have people talk a lot of shit about flow grappling. I think it's great. It gives an opportunity to actually watch this stuff and they, they, you know, their whole thing is like, we're going to bring in people who put on exciting shows. Like, yeah. that's good for, that's good for all of us, you know? Yeah, I've got, so I, I love great. it. I think they've show awesome stuff. I think, um, I, I'd have to go back and look at the divisions, but I mean, after that, I think to me, no question, uh, Ty Rotolo is going to be my odds on favorite to win gold in his ADCC division this year. Really? Yeah. I don't is know. Is he in the same one as Mika Gava? Ooh, maybe. Hmm. That kid's good too. <laughs> wow, well, dude! Breaking news: Mika Galvao will not win ADCC. He uh, by that time, that's a couple more months. There's no way he can hold the strength and the athleticism on his vegan diet, according to Carnivore MD, by ADCC because he's eating too much plants. Uh oh. And, He's, uh, they're actually not in the same division. Okay. Um, he is in the same division as Cade Rotolo. Well, we are worried about him. But we that's... We are worried about him. I mean, gosh, I'm so excited. I'm glad we're getting to go to ADCC. It's going to be, it's gonna be amazing. This last week... That division is going to be... In training just for these bananas. world championships um, is incredible. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like there is a different fire in Professor Lovato's eyes recently this last week you yeah. just feel it like there's a there's a there's a why mm-hmm. you know and he see said it we already shouted out our boy vaughn but he said it about vaughn too and i really thought about i take that. back what i said they're in the same division 
No. No, it's a crazy division. <laughs> Ty's in the same division as Shanji, so I completely take back what I said. <laughs> I mean, Shanji's not going to let the 20-year-old do that to him. No. no. I take that back. I mean, I, yeah, so, okay. But maybe Shanji and, and Ty in the, in the finals. The OG versus that the would be young OG. S- that'd be super That would be sweet. really cool, man. Hopefully that works out. Because Shanji's defense could world-class defense right there craig jones is in that division mason fowler's been doing good Hulk. it's gonna be great matches those guys are all they're all 100 in it's interesting but oh, yeah man mika galvao he's a, he's a vegan i don't know that and he's so strong he's so tough i'm so a huge good. huge fan of his that division has some and that's jt torres division who you know don't know where you're gonna get no, I mean, like, that guy just, he's... It's been, like, three years. Yeah, but he wins gold. He's two-time... He he's awesome. Two-time ADCC champion. He's awesome. Tommy Langaker, who's actually s- still kind of... Is he the star of Vikings? Uh, <laughs> he's, he he's on the star of Vikings. He should be, yes. He should be. Love that guy. Exactly. Lachlan Giles in there, who uh, set things one. on fire two years ago. Mm-hmm. The, the technician, Lucas Lepre. Man. Gary Tonin. It's going to be so many... So many great matches. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Um, man, I'm just looking at these divisions. And I just get so excited. Could so we see Victor Hugo v. Gordon Ryan? Dude, Victor, Victor's impressive, man. Victor's he's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, his movement, watching a, such a big man move literally like a small man. I mean, everybody talks about it, but. I watched it all week, and he does. Mm-hmm. And just to be so cerebral, so educated on positions, on stuff, um, it's crazy. I just am happy to be a part of this team. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it makes me it makes me look at all this stuff a ton, and just start to think about the attention and the um the seriousness and the passion that that comes with like achieving goals and it always gets reminded when i get to be around these guys and get to see just like how much they they truly like want something and uh it's refreshing because that can be applied to anything it can be applied to fitness it can be applied to any aspect of our life and uh and it's just it's fun to be around so many people who are on a such a trajectory of greatness and they're already great mm-hmm. and i think it just makes it makes us better it makes our training better it makes everything we do better and uh so it's, it's amazing yeah it's gonna be exciting yeah it's good stuff just glad i found it you know mm-hmm. took a while took a while for me to to find it yep but and what's your any summer goals do you have like any what, what are like physical goals do you have for the summer so one I have is to finally win our division in sand volleyball. Um, we play right now. It's Tuesday night, four v four sand volleyball, and I swear it's like I've said this so many times. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. We just had our first. You know there are like seasons throughout, so we have multiple seasons. This first season, we uh, went into the playoffs on Tuesday. Man, we just like grinded our way to the finals. The, actually, the game before the finals was at semifinals. We beat the number one seed team. Our first match against them, we beat them twenty-one to three. I mean, we just smoked them. They had no idea. They just couldn't respond. And then we lost in the finals again. It's like, oh my god, 
<laughs> it's like here we go again. It's fine. It's fun. We, I mean, it's literally a social league, but that's uh, that's one for sure. Um, need to get a jujitsu competition on the schedule. Looking at probably the Austin Open. So I would really love to be able to go down there, have a good showing. You know, I'm still less than a year out from that ankle injury. I mean, it wasn't until August of last year that I was done with PT back into it. And, um, you know, so for me putting another one of those competitions on the mat, on the the calendar and, and going to have, that's a pretty big one for me. Um, so those are like my two, like athletic physical goals. Now, would you say that, and I'm kind of joking about the volleyball thing, but it's, uh, yeah, but playing sand volleyball and doing jujitsu, you got two hobbies that you're, you're competitive in and you are obviously in the gym all the time, but, you and your wife do a absolute great job of kind of auto-regulating. Like you mm-hmm. really kind of go day by day. And when you're feeling good, you attack big movement patterns and you attack them with good intention. And when you're feeling kind of beat up, you attack recovery and big movement patterns in a very nice restorative atten- intention. That was today. But it's almost like how much would trying to follow the program hurt you in the end? And I say program, that kind of sounds bad. I say, if you try to keep up with everybody else, that's just in the gym. Mm -hmm. Like the majority of us out there are trying to do those other two endeavors would be very, very difficult. Uh, Yes. I mean, cause my goal in the gym is, is, is multiple. It is to, get stronger. It is to feel better. It is to, um, allow me to go do those other things in a way where I'm not getting hurt and am able to be competitive in those and exert. I mean, so it, it fulfills so many goals, but at the same time it can't. So can you get stronger on days when you're super tired and you did a shitload of volleyball or jujitsu the night before and you get in there? Ooh, okay. Can you get stronger? I think I think I confused you. Maybe like yeah, I don't think that I could get stronger in the sense of like I'm going to go in and do really heavy weights and I'm going to have high intensity in the gym. In that sense, no. Can I get stronger in the sense of I'm going to go do something good for my body that allows me to then st- recover better, take that physical stuff I did in jiu-jitsu and volleyball and turn that into something better on the back end to to have that recovery. So in that sense, yes. So it depends on what you're talking about. Stronger. This is a fabulous answer. I wanted to back you into a hole because you you like you are a perfect example of this because you do such a good job of this. You almost do better than anybody I know, and that's why we're talking about this. Of just like you know, you can't get physically stronger mm-hmm. on that day, so you don't worry about it. But on the days that you feel good and you know this, like that you can get physically stronger then you go for it and you're able to reach an intensity that most can't reach as we talked about earlier because they live in the middle ground too much they're trying to train too hard when they're too beat up or they're too tired and they're trying to train you know too easy when they should be training harder it's like this inverse thing paul check um actually it's interesting paul check says this so I got to give credit to two of my favorite people on this planet Earth, Earth Paul Check, who's still on this Earth, um, but the late great Charlie Francis, rest in peace. Um, where literally, 
if you are working on a lift or a movement or an exercise or part of a program, like every, because what we do is we're active all the time. So let's say we're going into the gym every day because we like to go into the gym or we, with the gyms at our house or something is active. We're training. We train daily. It's what we do when we're healthy. It's what healthy people do. You know, that's another subject in itself. You're not going to find too many healthy people that just train three or four days a week. They might, you know, just resistance train, but they do a lot of other shit. Anyways, where was I? Paul check. Paul check. The 1%. That's what it is. If you are not capable of getting 1% better every time, just chipping away at those big things, then you work in and not work out. Okay. So, when we realize that we can build this this consistency in this life of of training and that predominantly a lot of it maybe even more of it could be working in than working out but we're always active and we're honoring the times that we can truly go we go and we get the most out of it and when we can't we relax and we bring the most vitality back into our body through working in and that's still exercise it's just you know, understanding that it's just not always about heavy weights and about, you know, destroying yourself down and, and the discipline equals freedom. The discipline does equal freedom, but the discipline is deeper and deeper and deeper into just the working out. It's honoring the balance of the working out. That's where the true discipline lies, you know, which kind of goes back even to this carnivore MD shit. Of course, the true discipline, that's like all this where that's getting is so far down the line. The real discipline to start with is stop eating the shit and start moving a little bit more and eat a little bit better food, even if it is broccoli right now. We don't need to argue on that. We need to eliminate the stuff that is bringing toxicity into your life, and we need to fill it up with stuff that could potentially bring vitality in. And that journey is going to keep changing because you're going to get better and better. And then the variables change then because what's, what's good, you want to be great. So then it's, I've got to adjust. I got to figure out. So there's a lot of, you know, in everything we've talked about today, there's a lot of, there is a lot of value in, in, in everything that everybody's saying, but it's got to start with the reality of like where we are and we have to balance those things out really well. And so, you know, with you and your goals, like it's interesting to watch somebody who's very hobby oriented and at a competitive level, but has figured out how to still be involved and into a gym community, but not destroy themselves with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're a part of a community, you're part of people, but you know how to auto-regulate yourself. And I think that's a super, super big lesson because we want everybody to go to the gym, find their tribes, be in their groups and stuff. And if you have a good coach and you bring that stuff up to them, like they should be like... Heck yeah, you know, like do what you need to do over here. Let me give you some stuff separately. And, you know, but it's just that auto regulating of mm -hmm. always just being like truly in the battle is like being in the battle like that. I don't know. Yeah. And I think for me, like it's been within the last two or three years that I really felt like I started to understand the long game aspect of it. And particularly at my, like I'm not 22, you know, like I can't, um, I can't go to the pace that somebody who maybe is a little bit younger is. So like the idea of, of understanding that this is along where I got from where I was seven years ago to now is astonishing change. Go yeah. back even further, seven years before that to now, astonishing change. I am without a doubt in the best shape of my life today and I will continue to get better in the future. I feel like I've got a lot of that 
growth in the future. But it's also, I've realized now, seven years later, however many years later, that it's such a slow, methodical, plodding, mm-hmm. I'm not even reluctant to call it a marathon. It is a it is an ultra marathon, but it's a, a really slow ultra marathon. You know? it, when it started, none of these things that I'm talking about now, they didn't really matter. Because at first, it's like, I don't want to hear about you need to recover for volleyball. Like, your ass needs to get active. Yeah. You need to be in the gym and you need to go do volleyball because you need to figure out one that needs to become routine and you need some fucking movement, man. Yeah. And it needs to make you hurt a little bit, make you sore. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, all right, now let's clean that up a little bit. Now let's clean that up a little bit. Now let's, and then a decade later, then you're looking and saying, the kale really does bother me. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not right at the first. It's not at the first. Yeah. And so it's, be, it's become a point where that auto-regulation after all that time becomes like, I, you just start to feel when it's appropriate to go and when it's not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means like I can go, I can, I can go to the gym and then go play volleyball and then go to jujitsu the night before and the day after, and then hit the gym again. And I can go hard in all of them. There are times where I can do that. This week, for example, is one where I couldn't, where I train on Saturday. I was real beat up. I train Monday. People are going a little hard. So I haven't really been in the gym much to, like I did today. Um, and I'm trying to think if I even did earlier this week, but it's sort of been like, you know, I got to keep it a little more moderate, knowing that I don't have twice as many games. They're going to be harder in volleyball and all these sorts of things. So like all that plays into um, just kind of, I feel like I've now been doing it long enough to be more in tune with what where my body is and all that right. and to be able to come in right. and no it's a value it's a valuable skill that it can't be i mean it can be taught but it needs to be guided and it just takes time like you said mm-hmm. to, to learn and start you know really feeling how, what it feels like to feel good with yourself and and i know that next week is going to come and i'm probably going to be able to go a little bit harder next week or next month mm-hmm. or next year or whatever and it's okay and if there's short term steps back where, okay, for a few weeks, like I'm not going to be able to be in the gym as much because I'm training hard on other stuff or whatever. When I come back in, maybe I've regressed a little bit on some things and like, that's okay. I mean, it's just, it'll come back. Yeah. It's fine. So yeah, I don't worry about it anymore. When I started lifting everything, just, I mean, all strength programs pretty much had like, you know, every four weeks, what we call like powerlifting a deload. Right. And it's just watching everybody now. It's like there's four weeks. Could you imagine one week out of every out of every month where everybody just kind of said, "Let's tone down our training completely. Let's lower the volume, kind of you know recalibrate for the next month." I mean, the majority of people are. That's not going to cut it. Like it's just it, we're just at a different time where we're just burning, yeah. burning the candle. It's crazy. I was Absolutely. thinking about that. Absolutely. So. Well, it's been a fun conversation. I'm glad yeah. we finally, I've been talking to you about uh, the animal-based diet and yep. all that, and I'm glad we finally got a chance to to chat about it. It's good. Yeah, man. It's uh, interesting stuff out there. First, go to real food, eat real food first, and you're going to find that there are a million different books and doctors and stuff that are that will validate some foods that Carnivore MD says are not good and it doesn't mean either one of them's right or wrong it means it's somewhere in the middle and it's different for you and so you just got to figure that out you just got to start to get active you got to start to get 
resistance training or whether you got to start to get into your hobby and you got to start to get off that other shit and onto food first before you can start figuring these things out. And before you go down the rabbit hole of purchasing their supplements and purchasing anything, there's always something to clean up that's free. Like there's your your biggest takeaway is like you got plenty and plenty and plenty of free things to clean up first before you need to spend any money on anybody. And um, that information is all out there. So that's the stuff we want to attack first. And the irony behind that is all the psychotically healthy people that I know and the influencers behind the scenes, that's the big magic secret is just attacking that stuff religiously. So and we can all, I gave it away. We can all do better. There you, there's the secret. Yeah. You just gave him the secret. It is. If you listen this long, you just learned the secret. Yep. All right. Well, give Coach Luke a follow on Instagram. Go help him troll the liver king. You can find him at Green Strength IV on the gram. Send him a message. Any questions? We'll talk about them right here on the Green Strength Podcast. Liver King. It's got to protect the home. I'm coming. <laughs> coming for the tribe. <laughs> You're just going to show up at his house one day in the gi. <laughs> hey, he's not going to put on a gi. No, he isn't. Yep. He doesn't wear a shirt. So All good right. luck. All Later. Right. See you next time.